We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome to Lightyears. Sunday, January 9th, 2022 will henceforth be known as hashtag Clay Day. Andy Lou, Clay Thompson, 941 days out, came back. I don't know that it's I don't know it's possible. Roped about a better day. I I did not did not think it was gonna get any better than what happened. Uh, and it did. I mean, just from the jump all the way to the end. Uh, the tribute was done great. Chase Center looked amazing. It looked packed. Pre-game looked amazing. Fitz, Sam Fitz had a cool narration for Clay coming back. It was all done very well by the Warriors. And then when the game started, it got even better. Yeah, um, it was. So let's talk through it because there, there's yep. so much to yep. get into in this. But like, let's start with your feelings. I, um, you know, as this game approached. I started getting like really reflective on what this team really means. You know, like there's this team is defining a generation of various sports fans. I'm not talking about basketball fans. I'm talking about like, they're the preeminent iconic team of the Bay area of the last 15 years. Like you to like the right. Steve young, Joe Montana, nine yep. to have yep. a team that mattered this much. And like the more you kind of sit in it, the more you're like, man, dude, that's a long time for clay, man. That guy, game six against OKC, 37 and a quarter, 60 on 11 dribbles, game six against the Rockets, game six against Toronto where he pulled – like you just start getting reflective and I don't know, man. I was getting – I was a little emo. I was a little emo when, when the game started. I don't know about you. I, I was – you know me. I'm an emo dude, and I was 100% there. before. I locked in today. I went for a run this morning. I, I, you know, my friends were like, hey, you want to get together and watch this game? I was like, absolutely not. I'm staying home. I'm watching this by myself. I need the lighting. I need the mood just right. Candles out, everything. So, you know, I, you had a good way to put it. I think this, thinking about this game wasn't about, oh, Clay's back. Where are the Warriors going to go this season? How good can they get? I wasn't actually thinking of that either. I'm with you. I'm more thought about just what Clay has meant to this team and how much you can see that he means to Steph Curry like uh, Draymond Green, Andre Godala, Steve Kerr, right? Like that's kind of where I thought Bob Myers, well. Bob, Bob with Myers. the crocodile tears, my man. Coen Azubuk, you know, like Francis Azili couldn't stop gushing. He, he's doing yeah. you know, pregame, postgame, and he was he was pumped up. Chris Mullen was pumped up. I think I think it like that's that's really what it felt like it meant it, it, to me. The game was important. Like this next week is not very important. It was just cool to see him back after just so long. And did you see him, uh, as they called his name out, he's just sitting there by himself waiting for the announcer to call his name. I thought he was. Yeah. He was was fighting him back, man. And I don't don't blame him. Like, he – to go through two year-plus-long rehabs, like – and for it to be that day, like, you could see how much – you could – all I'm going to say is it's not fake. You know what I mean? Like there, mm. there are players who really like basketball, but don't love it, but they play it because they're amazing at it. Right. Clay, Clay loves the game. And that's pretty evident by everything you saw tonight. And I don't know, man, I'm, I'm with you because it's like, 
I want to talk about how he fits with the team and all that stuff, but like that's for another show. We'll do that another day. Today should just be about the celebration of Clay's return, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. I just and the the thing is too, the way that he comes back, I don't know what he was doing for rehab, Sam. I don't know what was going on in there, but whatever he did. Also, <laughs> neither of us are trained physical therapists. So <laughs> like even if I saw some stuff, I wouldn't be able to properly diagnose what I was yeah, watching. <laughs> whatever him <laughs> whatever him and uh, uh Rick Celebrini was doing, I mean the guy looks incredible. I mean, I thought of coming in wasn't going to look as great as he did uh, uh, tonight, but after so long, the last time we watched him, Game Six against the Toronto Raptors, thirty points was was the best player on the court, Tavir, um, and, and they were on their way coming back to win Game Six, forcing Game Seven. Um, look, he's not that tonight, but shit, he's he's as close as I thought it possible. I just didn't 18, think that 18 was going to be eighteen shots, by the way, eighteen yeah, shots. Yeah. My guy still. <laughs> Unshockingly. One of my favorite Bob Myers quotes was about Wiseman. He's like, he reminds me of Clay. He's thirsty for buckets. And forever, forever that will stick in my mind. I'm like, that is the perfect way to describe Clay. That guy is just thirsty for buckets. 18 shots in 20 minutes in his return is just peak Clay, right? Yeah. I, I just, the first shot, he goes straight to the hole and it shoots like a little floater. What, yeah. Have you ever seen Clay do that? Like, what is that? <laughs> and he makes Dude, he it. Had, by the he way, he it. had – yeah, okay, so that first uh, – oh, and the dunk. When he threw the dunk <laughs> down, like, you you can't – I was just like – when he when he took off, I was like, oh, God, don't get hurt. Don't do it again, you know? Because <laughs> it's like – that's, uh, that's the other thing watching Clay now, right? It's yeah. when he's running around and he's jumping, you're kind of thinking to yourself. And I, I hate that because I feel like – that's what JB and uh, and and Fitz used to do a lot. Whenever uh, Steph would go up and come down on his ankle, they'd be like, "Whoa, careful!" And I used to be like, hey, "Just relax, let him let him play basketball." Now with Clay, I feel the same way. I'm like, "Oh my god, oh yeah, my god, what's like, the need?" It's like you're it's like you're a parent. You're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa be careful, be careful!" You know, it's just, but it's <laughs> it's like obviously because we haven't seen him for 30 months. How else are you gonna feel? Um, yeah, man. Like there there's just so many things like. By the way, breaking off the offense to take Lowry Market in one-on-one, and it worked. I was, you know, maybe it's because we haven't seen him as much, but, like, I was just expecting him to fly off screens and shoot threes and then, Correct. you know, cut back door when guys uh, overplay him. Uh, I, I forgot, you know, like, Clay, Clay's willing to take a guy and, and pull up in the mid-range, take a little midi when, when it's there. He had a couple really pretty ones, and – I know Warriors Twitter's been off about how they don't take any mid-range shots. Welcome, welcome sign for this team. Just like in general, just welcome sign having someone else who's a big time scorer. But man, they're just it, it was fun. Crossover dunk. I mean, what what are we, what are we doing here? Um, that was that was something I think more so than just the shooting. Felt like damn, physically, he feels like he can do that. Is important, right? He feels like he can just first game back. In a real game, he's scrimmages are scrimmages. Like, he's going up against some pretty good defenders, but they're still scrimmages. Doing that on national TV in a real NBA game, in the, first, in the second time he scores, he goes up and just tries to dunk over someone. Right? And, the, and the Cavs start three guys that are seven feet tall, and it's worked all season. And the fact that he's willing to try that, I, if there's one person that you think will come back and not be scared, I guess it'd be Clay. And it, tonight kind of proves it. Yeah, I'm a little bummed he got some rebounds in the fourth quarter. I was hoping for the vintage Clay, like 20 points, zero rebounds for <laughs> assist type of game. He did have an nah. assist, actually. Somebody was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, he did. I saw that in the box score, and I was uh, I was like Fair trying God. to think, like, when did it happen? I remember it passed the ball twice <laughs> the whole game. Um, I, they, I need, they, need, was... they need people to, to shoot the ball, not pass, but you're right. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. By the way um, – I threw this one out there, but you can tell this game mattered because Andre Godal was playing like it was a playoffs. Uh, I can a litmus test for if the Warriors care about a game is Andre Godal's energy. He doesn't because he, he doesn't have the legs to bring it every night, so he's only bringing it when it matters. And he played with a uh, um, he played with a I'm not letting Clay lose his his uh, his comeback game energy. Yeah, Andre's out for the next three games. <laughs> but but damn he was good i mean he he didn't make any shots outside of that step back three which is ridiculous doesn't make any sense but um defensively his hands are getting better i know we're not doing like a full analysis of tonight's game sure. but just 
when you've got Andre in there, they had a lineup where it was Andre GP two and and Clay and Clay's defense tonight. Did you think Clay's defense was going to be this good? Because he had a couple of possessions, he got a couple of blocks. There was one against Darius Garland where he's just staying with him. Darius Garland, one of the best young point guards in the NBA. If Clay's going to come back, he's going to yeah, be able to guard been point any, guards we've again. Been what are we doing? We've been having a hipster debates on where we rank uh, Darius Garland <laughs> in the Pantheon, but that stays in the group chat. Can't can't publicly let people know that. <laughs> you watching John Wright, uh, another great guy. But yeah, right. Isn't it going to be it, it, the fact that he can guard guards? I mean, if he's going to come back, and by the way, we got we got uh, we got we got the Grizzlies in our next game. That'll be a. Gr- I mean, it's we got a great little slate of games for Clay here. You got the Grizzlies, got the Bucks, got the Bull. I mean, he really. I can see why some people are like, wait till the 18th to come back, because um, the Warriors got like a nice stretch of great teams coming up right now. Um, but what I was gonna say, uh, overall, what percentage would you give Clay here? Like in the scheme of Pete Clay, where do you think he was? Ooh, I mean, the last time we saw Clay was Pete Clay, so it's not very hard to remember. I would say this is 70, 75% of that person, right? I think a big thing that we saw that stood out to me tonight is he wasn't tired. I mean, I expected him to be exhausted, Sam. Um, but he, after playing 20 minutes, looked like he could have played at least five to 10 more. Looked like he could have played a full game. Part of the rustiness was just that his shots, the open shots didn't go down. I mean, that's just, I think, is rust. But he's playing exactly like he played the last time he was on the floor. And I'm going to have to watch this game again. We're going to have to watch the next couple games. I'm shocked that he looks this good. So my, I'm saying like 75%, but that's only because I think we need to see a little bit more of him. But the shot looks the same. The energy is the same. It doesn't make sense physically, Sam. It doesn't make sense. It's just. Yeah, I, I, um, I would say about 70, 70, 75%. Like we know Clay has another gear beyond this. Um, but he looked as good as I could hope for in a debut. Like he was getting separation on his jump shot, which to me is a big thing. When when a guy loses a step, all of a sudden he can't get separation. And Clay was getting the separation he needed. I don't even think he had his wind fully there. Like it, Pete Clay is running off of screens. Clay was a little. I mean, he just looked like a guy on hooped at a certain level for a while, which is to be expected, right? Um, other than I just that, thought yeah, it, he, he might have well, been even. Right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was going to be like overall, I, I have zero complaints, and it's just so promising the way everything went. Um, anything else on Claire? You want to do a couple minutes on the game, and then we'll get to the viewers. Yeah, let's do it. I guess one more thing is uh, it reminds me a little bit of Kevin Durant coming back from the Achilles. I know that Clay offset right. the ACL, but KD, I think one person who can come back from an injury, he's the one guy that I think is never rusty when he comes back. He's just that good. I mean, just no matter what, he's that good. And I think Clay had some of those vibes tonight where um, he's just coming back from an injury and it really doesn't look like he's missed much time. Um, again, and maybe it's adrenaline. Maybe it's the Cavs. I don't know. We'll see here. Like you said, the Warriors play some tough teams coming up, but and it's Clay. It's Clay. Clay is Clay. Um, he's always been that guy that is as consistent and just not scared. So I, it kind of feels like it's going to be more like a KD recovery versus you know I don't know John Wall. I don't. I don't. What's John Wall up to these days? But you know, I, it, very promising, like you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, getting to the other points on the game. Let's do a couple minutes yeah. on the game and yeah. then we'll open it. You guys can. I want your best clay memories and then just general thoughts on tonight. So still a slog 10 for 42 <laughs> from three, like the warriors are whatever you want to call it. It's that like dog days of the season. Uh, I thought Steph was excellent. I think Steph had a very solid bounce back game tonight. Uh, B B plus performance for Steph in the scale, yep. in the, in the scale of Steph, but they're still not out of whatever this little slump they're in is offensively. Um, in general, I thought the guys played pretty well integrating Clay. If you think about it, Steph and Igudala and Draymond are the only guys on this roster who have played with Steph. That's it. You know, like GP2, Jordan Poole, um, Juan Toscano Anderson, Andrew Wiggins, of course. None of those guys have got minutes with Clay in a game that actually mattered. So while he is a pretty easy player to play with, um, there's obviously going to be some sort of, you know, integration period, right? With him. Yep. Overall, I thought they were fluid. They just couldn't hit shots for whatever reason. Um, oh, shout out our guy Looney with 18 boards. My man, I mean, Moses he was, Balloon. He, 
he was incredible tonight. Moses, I mean, just he might have been the Feltbot. Shout out to Feltbot who tweeted this out. He might have been the best big on the floor. Evan Mobley was is, is fantastic, but Looney was incredible on, especially on defense. Uh, I've watched a lot of Cavs this season. He made Jared Allen look like a your normal big. Jared Allen is an All Star big this season. He's been that good, and uh, it just didn't matter. Kevon Looney is incredible on defense right now. So overall, from the game, I thought of this last or, or earlier this week, Sam. I do feel like this team has a little bit more high variance than what we've seen previously from Warriors team. I think part of that is they got a lot of strength and numbers role players. You know, they've got your JTAs, GP2s, Bielitsa, who missed a bunch of threes tonight, Otto Porter, right? Like, a lot of those guys are like, yeah, they're awesome, and they're going to have some cool games, but there are going to be stretches like we're watching where just they can't miss shots, or they can't make shots, because they are role players. And Jordan Poole is kind of like that guy, too, now. We think he's still going to be good, but right now he's just a role player, and he's going to have tough stretches, like two games where he was awful. And I think that's the Warriors have a lot of those guys – you didn't have those issues when the Warriors had KD, obviously, and, and Clay healthy, and then you didn't really have those issues before because the Warriors had Clay. And so now I think you know maybe it gets a little bit easier because Clay's back. Steph was good to start the game, then he missed all his threes after, which was odd. But um, I think they're a little high variance with the amount of role players that they have on the team. Yeah, they are, and that's where um, asserting someone who's a bona fide All Star, which you know Clay was pre-injury and. It looks like yeah. he can potentially get back to post-injury makes yep. a bigger difference because like, you know, they were 29 and nine, now they're 30 and nine, but they were 29 and <laughs> nine with Steph and just a bunch of role players, Steph Draymond and a bunch of role players who fit. And some of them are really good role players and smart players. But like the, the reality of the matter is that they didn't have a lot of firepower. They just had a lot of execution going on. And with right. that, you right. do run into these ebbs and flows. So hopefully clay will help kind of ride that out. And we have less of these 10 for 42 from three nights that we're seeing tonight. I don't know. Part of it's just part of the season too. Like there's just no other way around it. Um, in two months, we'll totally forget about this and just be like, yeah, it was mid January. Yeah. It's kind of like slogging. Cause even in the, the best of best years, you go through the slog period in January where it's yeah. like, get me to the all-star break. Right. Yeah, I mean, I still, I'm with you. I, I still think the Steph stuff is like the dude's missing wide freaking open shot. That's, open that's shots. What can you do? What can you do with that? Nothing. It's <laughs> like I, someone was asking, or people are saying, like, why or are you concerned about Steph? I'm like, I'll be concerned when he can't get separation on the shot. But like missing wide open jumpers, like, no. <laughs> what, what, what do you? It's, it's annoying. It's infuriating. But it's like, what are you going to be concerned about? I, I'm with you there. It is frustrating to see. It's been the longest slump that I've ever seen. But um, right. it, I, I mean, mean the first, statistically, uh, it is like that's it's not like an eye test thing. Like, no, it is the longest slump he's ever had. Four for 11 tonight. Made his first four, then missed his next seven. Um, and in the first four threes he made, a couple of them were just like impossible threes. So it's like the guy, the guy will be fine. I think rest of the team wise, um, the Cavs look a little shook today. I think they're just their young team. But the rest of the team wise, his defense looks incredible when when they've got healthy guys, right? When Andre's playing, GP2's playing, no Draymond, they still look incredible defensively. So it's the Warriors, man. That's the Warriors this season. Best defense What'd in the NBA. Think, by- let, let, one last question before yeah, we move yeah. on. What do you think of Draymond doing the, um, I'm going to play in the starting lineup and then just send me out? I thought, uh, so I actually had a thought about this. Festus Zeely came on and said that was a very unselfish move by him. I said, are you kidding me? You think that was a, Draymond wanted to do that. And, and again, I agree with him. If I were Draymond, I would want to do the same thing. Of course, I want to be in that moment, share that with Clay Thompson, who they've gone to war together with. But let's be very clear about an yeah. unselfish teammate move. Come on, now. what are we talking about here? But, I mean, yeah, I mean, right? Like, if you were Draymond, you'd want to be on there. I just I just think that, man, it must have been a bad calf injury if he's not able to play. Right? We didn't know about that thing until 10 minutes before the game. What was going on there? So, cool moment, but very odd. It's, yeah, I mean, so... This happens what five to ten times a year with various players, where it's like pregame. It's like, ooh, it's a little stiff. You should you should sit, otherwise you might hurt yourself, right? Like that's not the weird thing. It's just like, of course it has to happen before the one game you want to get everyone into the lineup for, right? Like that's the thing that's kind mm-hmm. of annoying about it, right? Like if this happened in the set, Clay's second game back, no one would care, other than like you'd be annoyed that you had no Draymond for a Memphis Grizzlies game. Right. right. Um, but it's like in, in the scheme of things, I don't know. I think you I, I think he's right. Like 
you could. By the way, I see your point. Jaron was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not missing this game. I'm, I'm out there." You know, it's no like way. it's it's not completely selfless. But on the other hand, I know a lot of other players who'd be like, "I'm not taking those zeros across my box score and ruining my stats." You know, so <laughs> you're right. So, so I'll give I'll give right. I'll give Draymond I'll give Draymond this because Draymond doesn't right, care if he enough. averages seven point seven or seven point nine points per game. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. The stats one is true. By the way, Draymond does take the threes at the, at the end of the shot clock from like half court. This is, I think he's taken a couple, which I think is hilarious because he definitely doesn't care about his three point percentage for multitude of reasons. But uh, <laughs> I don't think he's getting that thing over 30. But anyway, I, I hope he gets healthy. I think Slater reported after the game that Draymond is uh, they'll still know. They'll know. They think they they hope it's not serious, but they'll know. That's not that promising. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it's just a couple games. <laughs> no, it's not promising. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, but we'll, we'll find out. And, and yeah, we'll I, think, I think we're all of the same perspective. I'd rather the Warriors lose the next couple games and Draymond be fine in the long haul than push yeah. it. So yeah. I, yeah. it's it's annoying because they have a very fun stretch of games. Like Grizzlies, Warriors-Grizzlies is turning into Loki like best matchups in the year. Oh, it's a second round matchup, baby. It's a it's a second round playoff matchup incoming. I'm not I'm not convinced it doesn't get to the conference finals if things break right. Um I think the I I do yeah, Grizz are probably a year away from that, but it wouldn't shock me if they took a huge step. Do, don't you feel like when you watch the Grizzlies, you get some like Warriors vibes where you're like they just together they have it, right? A little bit. Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain could be the Clay Thompson to Jaws. Yeah. I'm stealing this from Andrew Sharp, friend of the show. He brought this up. I think their problem is they they need another guy, and I don't know if that's Jaron Jackson. We'll see. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this team is incredible. They've got they've got the defense. They've got the superstar. They've got. I mean, they've got. A they lot. do it the right way. They play yeah. like together. I mean, you, yep. there's a bunch of teams around the league where you're like, ooh, Zion, Ingram, this, and then you watch them play. You're like. They're nothing. Yeah. As a, they're nothing as a unit, you know, like, they, like LeBron and Russ, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you watch like the Grizzlies, you're like, no, they're, they're building something as a team and I don't know where yep. it's going to land, but it's intriguing for yep. sure. Anyway, yep. they got the, they got the Grizzlies. Then you got the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Giannis pretty good, you know, uh, might be a problem to play Giannis without Draymond. Ooh, <laughs> Moses Malone. Lot to, uh, yeah. maybe Andre will rest until that game. Dude, Andre might be out for three weeks if he has to go. Giannis. And yeah, then, actually, then, you're right. You're right. And then he got the Bulls, who are just a good overall team. So like, it's a good week for the Warriors, and it's a tough week for Clay to come back. Um, but yeah, let's you know, hopefully Draymond's injury is not bad. So yep. hopefully it's yep. just one of those precautionary things. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's um, let's move it to the goons. Let's see what people have to say. Give us your best clay takes. Lead off, Ryan. Ryan what's up, man? Uh, watching the Raiders choke right now. It's kind of funny, but other relax. Than, what? Relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today was a day of good agendas. Trey Young looks god awful today. Uh, all the LA teams lost except yeah. It's just been a great day. Uh, and also, Clay, absolutely hilarious. Steve Kerr said the first play he drawed up for Clay to pass it. And he's like, I should have known better because Clay shot the ball. It was absolutely hilarious. But other than that, Clay just looks like himself. And I want to get you guys' takes on this. It seems like defenses are starting to go away from that gimmick stuff just because Steph has Clay on the court now. So you're sort of not allowed to do the gimmick stuff. So it's kind of interesting because Cleveland was sticking people in the corners and be like, we can't throw two on Steph now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's the, by the way, Ryan, appreciate the call. And let's, uh, I'm calling Steve Kerr's bluff. <laughs> he knew, he knew Clay wasn't passing the ball. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, you know, you know, drawing up a play to have Clay pass the ball. Like, let's be real. Here's <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm with you. Steve's smarter than that. Uh, by the way, very cool that Steve, uh, Steve knew Clay was coming back. And uh, as Clay announced it, he was like, hey, just be next to your phones and kind of gave Clay his moment to announce that Clay will be coming back. Very cool. Very cool all around. Um, I, I, you made a great point, Sam, I think two weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, about Steph kind of being exhausted by the defenses that teams are being run. Sure. I maybe this helps Steph gets out of gets out of his slump. I don't know if teams are still going to double triple him consistently, but uh, this has got to be a relief for Steph. I mean, just how even if he's successful and efficient against these type of defenses, it has to be exhausting. I mean, just yeah. it's just ridiculous the way he's played game in game out. Yeah, and I want to. Um, I think we need to see like a dozen or so games before we really make those proclamations. But I mean, that's yeah, the idea. Right. Like. I love Jordan Poole. Uh, Wiggins has had an all-star caliber year. Uh, a lot of other guys on this team have played excellent. GP2. None of those guys are forcing a defense to adjust their defensive coverage the way Clay does. So, yeah, you put you put another guy who's got that kind of credibility out there, it should it, – I mean, it's one of those – if you want to throw three at Steph with Clay on the floor, like you're just you're – just, telling clay like you want him to get 40 points and he'll do it right like that's a, that's the thing i i think what we saw tonight is like hey he can he can still shoot the ball at clay thompson that's for sure yeah All right, let's keep moving hey yo what's McWalters, up guys? what's up man hey man what a beautiful day you get clay thompson back he's hitting threes he's dunking on fools oh my god I about lost my mind watching that. That was phenomenal. And look at how pumped people were. It actually sounded like a real arena there at Chase. It was awesome. That, that's what we need more of, like a real sense of a crowd and, and just emotion coming out of there. I thought, I thought it was amazing. And, and I hope they can take this energy into this road trip rather than us kind of being pessimistic and thinking we're going to split it or, 
or worse. Uh, hopefully they can have this momentum carry with them, even without a Draymond, and that they can kind of fly through here and maybe take a, take a few extra games than they would have normally. And, uh, yeah, I'm just super stoked, and I think everyone else should be super stoked. And, hey, don't sleep on the Grizzlies people here in the chat. The Grizzlies are freaking scary as hell. Man, they, they pulled off another win against Miami without without Jaw either. You know, it's just a, they're they're a crazy team. But that's that's the only one I'm fearing in the West. And heck, we might Ooh. not be team, so it won't be a deal. Nick Walters, appreciate the call. I agree with you. Andy, are we the number one Grizzlies respecters podcast? I, I, I think so because I think most other ones think the Jazz and the Suns are the most but I think that, you know, we're just we're just, you know, my ears hipster podcast. I think we understand. We we know ball, Sam. We know ball. I'm going to go get a hazy IPA right now. <laughs> you actually love Des- that, though. <laughs> Desmond Desmond Bain, much scarier than Devin Booker. <laughs> All right, relax. John, John Morant, actual gamer. No, not Chris Ball. No, it's just, it's. Um, I do think it's funny, but I I don't know if I want. I, I want to see him in the playoff series. It'd be fun. I'll put that. <laughs> By the way, it is comically hilarious that there's eight minutes left in the game. It's one twenty one ninety three, and LeBron is in, just padding his numbers. It is just peak Bron. Just peak. Hey man, he, he's trying to get Kareem's record sooner than later so he can just retire. <laughs> well, I didn't wait for Bronny too. All right, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Jackson, what's up, man? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I don't think I've uh, been on one of these since last year, but I was so excited to see uh, Clay back. It was awesome. Like, actually, I'm actually kind of a bandwagon Warriors fan. If I'm being honest, I grew up like watching the Spurs, uh, diehard Spurs fan, but since what made me fall in love with the game is the Warriors have what the Spurs had. So I just watch them a ton now too. And I was so excited to see Clay back. So I can't imagine how you guys feel and how like everyone else feels. Um, Just like I was kind of like you, Sam, where I want to like talk about all the rotations and the this and the that, but it's just good to see a guy who poured his heart and soul into the game for two and a half or missed two and a half years, like get back into that. Like I'm no Clay Thompson and I'm no like professional athlete. But I like ran in college and tore my Achilles. And what uh, impressed me the most about Clay is that like he got out there and there was full confidence that like there was no like second guessing like am I uh, like am I still the same player? Am I like do do I fit in with the team? Like he looked like the only like he looked like he had been doing this like forever. Like there was no break at all. The only thing is you know some jumpers were, were a little bit short. But that's what impressed me the most is he. The confidence, he's still Clay. Like, the confidence had not wavered. So, I guess my question so true. Yeah, my question to y'all is what about this return? Like, what's one aspect that stood out to you tonight uh, that was most, like, impressed you? Um, for me, it's that. It's just, like, he just had full confidence. Like, like he had never missed any time on the court. Jackson, appreciate the call. You got to call on again. By the way, I love the Spurs analogy because I, I, I just feel like the, the Warriors are the new age Spurs. Let's be real. Like, it's do you think there's any other team in the NBA who's going to have their core three guys play together for over a decade? 15 well, I was going like to cut them off. I was going to cut them off and say, you're watching the Spurs right now, modern Spurs. <laughs> right? Like you're saying. I mean, just, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, we were, Jonathan Kaminga is the, is the Kawhi Leonard, I mean, or Wiseman, whatever. I mean, it depends how often you listen to Fitz, but I mean, just, one, this is just this, one of them, please. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them. You got you got David Robinson on one hand, but this is a team that I just they play basketball. Like when you hear defending players, they always say the Warriors are tough to play against in the regular season, especially because they play an offense that's just so much different from anyone else. The Warriors just play a type of basketball that's different from everyone, man. You remember when the Spurs and they played some boring basketball? Do you remember that team though that that cruised against the the LeBron Miami Heat where they where they played perfect basketball essentially? Pass, pass, pass. Look, look. Point shooting. Like every relevant, every relevant player has had their moment defeating LeBron. So <laughs> I'm not that impressed by it, you know. But uh, <laughs> no, no, you you are you are right though. Like that's that was always kind of the thing with the Spurs. It's they uh, they stuck to the course. And um, to take it back to Jackson's question, so like obviously the first thing I noticed was like how little hesitation Clay had. The second thing for me was just kind of just looking at the expressions on Steph, Iguodala, Draymond, those guys' faces. Like it, it, it evokes that same Spurs like team feeling that you 
don't know. The Warriors are probably going to be good after all these guys retire because they have ownership that's motivated. But I don't know that they're going to be able to recreate a team that lasts over a decade the way that this team did. That's just a different thing. Like you watch the NBA. We all saw the graphics. Last time Clay played, all these players were on different teams. You know, like that's the modern NBA. So just to see guys stick it out on one team, I don't know. You, you, when I saw the beginning of the game, my whole thing was like, there's no other team in the NBA who has this. There's none. There's yeah. teams trying to replicate it. There's teams with a bunch of mercenaries. There's teams enjoying their mercenaries, but they don't have this. Yeah, this is a once in a generation uh, type of of team right here with those three guys, Andre. It, it's just we'll never see this again. And this moment tonight was once in a lifetime where. You don't often get a guy at the peak of his powers get hurt for that long and come back like this. And the Warriors are in title contention again. The last time that Clay was out, they were in title contention. This time, they're in title contention. The more the world changes, Sam, the more it stays the same. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's keep moving. We got we got some uh, heavy hitters coming up. Go. We got our guy GSW Reddit. 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 Eric, what's up, Eric? Hey, happy Clay Day. Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, that was really exciting game tonight. All the energy, everything about it. It's been so long since Clay has played, and also seeing even it all coming together with like Iguodala getting sent out and then coming back and like being there when Clay returns from the injury. Uh, it's, it's just really, it's a special Bay Area sports moment. Yeah, Eric. By the way, I appreciate you calling it. Absolutely, your um, your audio was cutting a little bit, but like, yeah, sums it up. One of the best Bay Area sports. I don't even know how to rank it, Andy. Do you have? Do you have I, yeah, I, I don't the, even want to play that game to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but I think at some point we're gonna rank this one in terms. Well, this in terms of a clay moment, this is like right there. I, I think just right there with Game Six Clay and and uh, against OKC and, and a couple other ones, this is right there. But in terms of a Bay Area moment, though, this is one that the moment is greater than the game itself, and it's greater than the actual result. And a lot of lot of the stuff is like it hinged on, hey, what's gonna happen? Is is are the Warriors gonna come back from three one? You know, what are they gonna do against? Houston, stuff like that. And this game was just more about Clay as a person and the Warriors as an organization, as a franchise. That's oh shit. That's pretty sweet. It is. All right, let's keep moving. Perry Tosh, my guy. What's up? Hello. Can you hear me? There we go. Hey, there you go. Finally. Yes, thank, thankfully. Yeah, so fine. Fantastic day today. I really enjoy Clay being back and whatnot. And after like two years, I remember the exact date what I was doing. I actually, last time I cried was when Clay went down with the ACL injury, so it was kind of special for me. But anyway, going back to the game, I uh, Sam mentioned that uh, we did not see a lot of Clay coming off of screens or pin downs. Instead, he had a lot of dribbling to do. I'm wondering if that's deliberate because doing that, like you know, coming off of screens and what he does, involves a lot of change of direction. So that might need a lot of that might put a lot of stress on his ligaments so maybe they won't do that right now as opposed to maybe in the playoffs so that's one thing and the other is I'm pretty sure that Steph's uh, slump is related to the rotations because he started out hot and then he just got taken off and then he never hit another three-pointer so oh. yeah those are my two things that I'm that I wanted to just point out thanks Kertosh, appreciate you calling that's an interesting point um Cutting hard off of screens does put a lot of stress on your ligaments. Um, do you think it's like deliberate, or do you think just Clay was taking it easy? Because I just, I just don't think he had his legs fully there. I, I was impressed by how good he was physically, so I'm probably the wrong guy to ask. But I do think that the Warriors, if they had some type of restriction on him, he wouldn't be playing this game. Not, not at all. 
Uh, Clay could have played a month and a half ago. They keep saying, they keep telling us that. And I think that if Clay was playing a month and a half ago, they'd have restrictions, right? Like he wouldn't be maybe trying as hard yeah. or there'd be stuff that he couldn't do. Um, he's been ready to go for almost two months. So part of me feels like that's, he's, he's going to be playing as hard as he can. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. They weren't going to clear him if they were like, ooh, I don't know if he can do certain things because they definitely don't want him reaggravating something when he comes back in. I just, right, right. I mean, just mm-hmm. the last time we saw Clay healthy, he was actually, do you remember he actually hurt his groin? Yeah. Uh, or was it his hamstring? One of them, like, Hamst- he already it was had an injury. Yeah, it was, game, yeah, right. And, game two, yeah. I mean, Danny Green comes down and hurts the hammy. Uh, it was real shocker. They're both contact injuries. That's the other thing. It's like, that's the other reason I felt kind of good. It's like, it's not like Clay did some weird movement to hurt himself. It's like he got hit twice in a basketball game. Like, yeah. I, I just don't know what you expect, right? Yeah. 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 I forgot the other I, question. Sorry. I'll keep on moving. We got a, we got a good little, we got a special little caller coming in right now. Oh, yes, former, sir. Former producer. Uh, slash uh, media mogul Ben Cruz. <laughs> mogul, wow. ben, what's up? Man? Well, don't, lie to the, don't lie to the people on Clay Day, Sam. That's that's <laughs> not good. Sam, Andy, what's, what's up, up my guys? Uh, no, I just wanted to. I got real nostalgic, you know, during this game, mainly because the la- one of the last shows that I produced with you guys was was the draft show in 2020. And that oh, was boy. the day that they drafted Wiser and obviously the day that Clay went down with the Achilles injury. Oh. And I just remember, like, we were planning, the three of us were planning the live draft show on Zoom, right? Which was already kind of a stressing point for all of us because it was like, is it going to work? Like, are people going to show up? Like, how are we going to bring people on? We're, we're, we're working all the logistics. And then middle of that day, like a couple hours before we're about to start, the news comes down that Clay's, Clay's hurt. And then, um, you know, all the speculations rampant on Twitter and the Sam sources are coming through on the light years chat. You know what I mean? And it's just like, <laughs> shit, I like, I like, and you know that Sam is right. Like everyone just kind of knows in the group chat and you're like, you're, but you're praying that he's wrong. And it, it just, I was thinking about all of that. I, today. I wish I was never right. Just yeah. <laughs> no. And <laughs> I, no, it was um, it was a cool moment today because as they're running through Clay's, you know, the, the top five moments or whatever before the bro- or before the game started on the broadcast, you know, I thought about that day and how like it was uh, it was a very confusing day because you know it was oh we're about to, they they drafted Wiseman it was clouded by this Clay injury and to come you know almost like a year and change later. Um, and you know the Warriors are here now it was it was just it was just really cool and and um. You know, my, my the last time Clay played a game, my daughter was just born, and, and now today she, you know, she's like almost three. And I, man, man, I'm just getting old, man. I'm just getting like all these emo feels and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> man, this is a this is a day. This is a day, guys. So I just wanted to hop on, say what's up to my brothers, and you know, just it it, it was a day to come full circle. I just kind of wanted to close that circle out with 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 you two. So that that's all, guys. Oh, I appreciate it, Ben. That's. Uh... Man, I didn't even think about it from that context. Yeah, no, like, I'm about yeah. to fucking cry. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that can we can we take a second? Like, yeah, that that draft show, we I was so excited for it. Um, YouTube Live, like first time we'd done that, kind of experimenting, and and then we're getting texts about it, and I'm just like, uh, it's. I just remember being like, you could look on my face, and you're like, oh, he looks miserable right now. <laughs> I I I don't think Sam talked. I think when he talked, he had like a couple of sentences. I, w- I was talking. I was fine only because I was drunk. Like I had, I just opened up a bottle of McAllen, brand new, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be a great day. The Warriors are going to draft, you know, whoever they're going to draft. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a brand new season. And I was like, fuck, you know what? I might as well just drink five of these and uh, just figure it out from there. I mean, it was a, it was a hell of a day. Um, I, it's just like Ben said, though, capping it off. It's just it's it's perfect that it feels like Clay came back at just the perfect time for this team, and he came back the way that he did. It doesn't get any better because to watch him come back, if he was you know maybe kind of limping around, if he had aggravated something, maybe if he wasn't ready to go, like all that stuff crossed my mind, Sam, because I'm a cynical fuck. But none of that happened. None of that happened, man. It was like a storybook. Storybook Absol- finished to us. A- Absolutely. All right.
couple more callers to get to. Ethan, what's up, man? Hey, fellas. Uh, appreciate it. Love the show. Uh, I love love the clay moments tonight. It was uh, it was really cool, especially because, like Ben said, uh, bringing it back from like two years ago is really crazy because I just I I keep thinking about where we were back then and where we are now. Um, other than that, I wanted to give some uh, Looney love too. Uh, he was. He's incredible and he has been a lot. Uh, I was thinking about what you guys think for the, uh, rotation and the second, uh, second rotation with him, maybe Wiseman. What do you guys think? Appreciate it, Ethan. Let's, let's do, let's do comments on Looney, Andy. Um, he's been kind of, I feel like fans take what he does for granted because he's, let's be let's be clear like kind of an ugly offensive player right like it's not fun to watch it's not fun to watch looney play right like looney never makes you jump out of your seat because he hits a wild shot or he like you know throws down an athletic dunk or anything he just makes the smart play but like this is another game like you said earlier in the show Cavs got a great front line jared allen's gonna be an all-star Evan Mobley might be the best big man in basketball in three years, right? Like they, they're phenomenal on the front line. And Looney was the best big man in the game. No Draymond doesn't matter. Like, right. Like we, we all know Draymond's the best defender and frontline player on the Warriors team. And he's probably the best in the NBA defensively, but like no Draymond doesn't matter. Looney did his job and like, he might be even underrated by the biggest Looney stands such as yourself. <laughs> uh Kevon Looney, I think the thing that is crazy about Kevon Looney is when he's bad, he looks really bad. When he's really good, it, it takes a really it takes someone who really loves defense and loves screen setting and loves, you know, kind of just the, the fundamental stuff. <laughs> yeah, just the like but like nobody loves that. I don't blame anyone who doesn't love that. It's just that's not why people watch basketball. But and the Warriors coaches will say this. That's what makes Kevon Looney so great, but nobody cares about that stuff. And that's why when he doesn't play well, he's missing layups. Maybe he just somebody's cooking him on defense because he's too small, right? Then it's like, all right, well, Kevon Looney's terrible out there. It becomes very obvious. I think that's part of it. And then, you know, Looney this season hasn't rested. So, like, he doesn't get the vet rest <laughs> that Steph and Draymond doesn't we, get. Can we talk about the fact <laughs> I that don't Looney, get went, Looney went from being the dude with bad hips to the Iron Man of the team? Yeah. And it's uh, it's wild. Like, why is he playing on these? I, like, right? It doesn't make sense to me. But but here's the thing: when he plays those games, he's awful because he's not that type of player. He's not a type of player. To, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, running the offense through, through Looney post ups. Yeah, it's not like Jordan Poole, right? Like Jordan Poole could look bad playing with Steph, but like without Steph, all right, he's gonna get shots now. He's gonna get points. Like that's not who Looney is. Looney's like, well, I gotta play with Steph and Draymond for me to be effective because of the little things that I do. And it's not a slight to him. It's just who he is. So good for Kevon Looney, man. What what is he? I think he's this last year of his contract. Maybe, maybe he has a max, max and max and Joe. (laughs) Hopefully he gets some money next season. Uh, He's, I think he's made 5 million the last couple of years. So good for him. Yeah. I was going to throw the second part of Ethan's questions. How does Wiseman fill into this? Uh, I think Wiseman, he's second unit. He just is. I think he actually is going to give them a much needed offensive punch uh, because they've had way too many games where if the threes aren't falling, there's not a lot of offense. And like, if they're actually going to commit to like, all right, we're going to let Jordan Poole and Wiseman run the pick and roll. And then you got Otto, um, you got GP two and whoever you want out there spacing, just run a one five pick and roll. Like that can work. Even if Wiseman is just going to have a 15-minute-per-game limited role because that's all this team can afford to give him, do it. You know, I, I think that's how it's going to be. I think any idea that Wiseman's going to get into the first unit, it, it's, it's shot until next year. Like, there's just no chance. They're competing for a title. They can't – there's no chance they can integrate a raw big man into the first unit in this, you know, in this season, right? Yeah. I, I think you're a little bit higher on Wiseman than I am. By the way, Fitz fit a uh, Wiseman plug in today. Classic Fitz. He's got to fit at least one or two. I think it's his uh, quota per game. 
at least a couple. So I, just, hey, get on the court. I keep saying this, get on the court. But it looks like he's going to be scrimmaging 515 coming up. So hopefully in a month or so, um, I keep looking at Jaron Jackson. I'm watching him this season. Jaron Jackson looks incredible now. Um, and he's he's a few months removed, almost a year now from his from his meniscus injury. So these things take time. Man. Yeah, these yeah, but he was time. a little well, whatever. Yeah, but you are right. Yeah, it takes a little time. He did not look good last year. Yes, immediately coming not. back, and he looks yes. like a new guy this year. Yes, yes, yes. Not everyone can be Clay, Sam. Not everyone can be Clay. That's what we're gonna end the show with. Actually, we got <laughs> one more caller to get to. Let's get one more. Let's get one more. Yeah, producer Tim. Produce, producer Tim checking in. Hey man, you know what? Good job getting this over 40 minutes. That's the <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, so with this upcoming road trip, spe- specific, well, isn't it a four-game road trip? Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I'm throwing, there's a Minnesota game at the tail end that I forgot to mention. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, whatever about that game. But <laughs> I think, I'm just going to call it right now, these first three, the ones against the Grizzlies, Bucks, and the Bulls, I think the Warriors are going to get out this shooting slump in a very Ooh. big way. In a very big way. And that's pretty much all due to Clay. Since, you know, having him out there, you know, you can't you can't double or triple team Steph anymore. I'm with it. you. I, I'm I'm with Tim. I, I think I think this team has been stuck in mud and bored because Sam, you you mentioned about kind of the December or January, kind of middle of the season doldrums whatever you want to say but now there's like this injection of of adrenaline and life i think so man i mean these teams are good but end of the day if the warriors play well we might see we might see like a 50 percent three-point shooting effort across the next four games uh from three that that's how hot they could get so i i could see that we can end on a high note sam let's do that huh yeah and like i'm with tim by the way i appreciate tim like with the bold proclamation that they're going to just, you know, knock it out on top of the Grizz and the Bucks and the Bulls. But, like, if it isn't those games, it's coming, man. They're they're not going to shoot 25% from three for eternity. They got too many good shooters. Like, it's it's happening. And, yeah, why not? What better night than, than Tuesday, right? What better night than Tuesday? We're going to leave it Great here. Day. We'll be back Great with day. you guys after that game. Appreciate you all. Subscribe. Rate five stars. Mm-hmm.